Hello friends, and welcome to Stuck on Arrakis Send Water. I am Leslie, your hostess with the mostess, and in this, our very first podcast, I wanted to take a little bit of time to introduce myself, talk about this podcast, and introduce our first series. I have a degree in literature. I graduated from college in 2011, and while I was in college, I read whatever they told me to read. I read a lot of contemporary classics, poems, things like that. Um, So I never really knew what I liked to read until I got out of college. And when I got out of college, I discovered that what I actually like to read is fantasy and science fiction. And I didn't get to read very much of that while I was in school. Not only do I like to read fantasy and science fiction, I like long, heavy fantasy and sci-fi series. The longer they are, the better. The more books they have, the better. I like books that are so thick you can build a brick wall around your house with them. The problem is, is that I don't really know anybody who has the same passion as me when it comes to these long fantasy series. I don't have anybody to meet with after I read a great book or recommend me a new series based on the kind of fantasy works that I've been loving. And because I don't have anybody to talk to about these books that I'm reading, I feel like I'm missing out on this whole conversation with the greater fantasy and sci-fi loving community. So what I decided to do was create this podcast so I can kind of talk out into the internet and maybe create a conversation with some people who like the same kind of books that I do, or at least get my thoughts out into the universe um, about the sci-fi and fantasy that I've been reading. So that's my goal. Uh, And I want to start with one of my favorite series, which is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. And I know that there are a few other podcasts out there and blogs that are doing the same thing with The Wheel of Time specifically, going reading through all of the books and blogging or podcasting their thoughts. But I'm already in the middle. Well, I'm not really in the middle. I'm five books into The Wheel of Time, and I really wanted to start this podcast with that series. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start podcasting my thoughts and opinions on the books as I read them. I've already read the first four, so I'll be able to podcast on, you know, one one through four, which I've read in the last year. And then once I finish with five, that will be my fresh take on the book, and that's how I will continue for the rest of this podcast, even when we move on from The Wheel of Time. I wanted to... Since we're talking about The Wheel of Time, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about how I got started reading the series. I bought the first book on sale for a dollar at a half-price book somewhere in Texas. And I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, I've heard quite a bit about this series. I'll, I'll just pick it up. And if I don't like it, then who cares? It was only a dollar. So I bought it. And... It sat on the front seat of my car for months and months, and then I moved, and then it sat on my bookshelf for months and months, and eventually I was looking for something to read one day, and it caught my eye, and I thought, hey, I'll I'll start The Wheel of Time. Um, I'll read The Eye of the World. I've heard so many great things about it. Let me just give it a chance, and the rest is kind of history. 
Ever since I read that first book, I've been unable to put the series down. I don't think I've gone more than a month without picking up the next book. Um, I only started reading it last September, and I'm, I'm on number five now. So, it's really grabbed me by the heartstrings. I love the series, I love the writing, I love the characters, I love everything about it. So, I really want to have some platform to talk about why I love it and why it works for me, which is why I'm starting this podcast. I also want to talk about the show, the TV adaptation, that um, is currently in the works. And you might have heard a little bit about it. There have been whispers and rumors about the show for, I feel like, several years now. And before, it, would always, it was always kind of a joke, like, haha, yeah, what if they made a Wheel of Time TV series? But now... Amazon is involved, and Sony Pictures is involved, and there's also Red Eagle Entertainment and Radar Pictures are also involved. We have the showrunner, Rafe Judkin, who has done work on a couple other shows. He did some work on Chuck, which is, uh, I can't remember what network it's on, but it's uh, about a guy who's um, like a computer genius or something, and he downloads a bunch of government secrets into his mind somehow. He's also written for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I have not watched, and he's worked on Hemlock Grove, which is a really interesting, kind of off-the-wall Netflix series that I watched quite a bit of. Um, He was also on Survivor, which is, I mean, he wasn't like a writer on Survivor, he was literally a contestant on Survivor, which is strange (laughs) to me. I don't... None of his previous work really gives me a lot of confidence because they're not even remotely on the scale of Wheel of Time. You know, I know that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a lot of maybe material that they could pull from because that's an entire universe of other works, the Marvel Universe. But Wheel of Time, it's it's a 14-book series. I think it's what... I can't remember the page the exact page number, but there's so much material. There's so many plot lines and characters and settings and things like that that the guy has to nail. And from his previous work in Chuck, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hemlock Grove, and things like that, they were even nearly on the same scale. So we'll see. Um, We'll see what comes of that. I hope that he's up to the task. I guess we'll see. But we also have Amazon behind this show, which is a little encouraging because not only does Amazon have a lot of money to throw at their TV shows, they also have done a couple of really great shows that I've seen. So for example, um, they did Man in the High Castle, which is obviously an adaptation of Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick, which is great. It's been, I feel like, a year maybe even two years since we've seen the first season. So I'm not really sure why they're kind of stuck in production between the two series right now, which is a little concerning. And then I've also seen Transparent, which is another Amazon TV show where um, this family has a father who decides that he's going to transition into being a woman, which is a fantastic show. I didn't actually finish it because it got a little too heavy emotionally for me, and I've 
didn't want to make myself sad, <laughs> so I stopped watching it. That's probably what they were aiming for, uh, but I just, I, I couldn't finish it, so maybe I will. Maybe I'll take a stab at it. But the shows that I've seen from Amazon have both been really, really good. I also like that it's not on a major network that doesn't have a Go-style app, like HBO Go has their Go app. I don't think Stars does. I don't think Showtime does. I think you have to buy those memberships through somewhere else, like a, like a cable company. And for cord cutters, that can be a real problem, because I'm not going to buy cable to watch something. Actually, if it was a will of time, I'd probably buy cable to watch that, but... Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to get cable just to watch one show. The only issue I I think with the um, with the money side of this is you have you're probably gonna have to have a Prime membership in order to watch it. And every time I check, Prime memberships go up a little bit more. And if you don't have a hundred dollars a year or whatever it is now to spend all at once on an, a Prime membership and you can't watch this, that would be a real bummer. Um, I think they might have actually a monthly subscription to Amazon Prime, but either way, if there's going to be a paywall up, it needs to be, you know, not, it's not, it should not alienate some of the people who want to watch this show. As for just the production in general and things that I'm excited or concerned about, um, casting is always kind of a hit or miss. Obviously, these books are old enough to where people have read them, you know, decades ago and have for decades had a picture of each character in their mind. To cast somebody that doesn't look like that person that you have in your mind whenever you read lines of that character, it can be a little uh, disconcerting sometimes, you know. I, I know what Rand looks like in my mind, and if I see Rand in the show and he doesn't look like he's supposed to look... It might be kind of a bummer, but it might be perfect. So it's really up in the air when it comes to casting. I remember when Game of Thrones came out, you know, I had read the, the books years before, so I had those people in my mind already, those characters, and they were a lot different whenever the show came out, mainly because they were not the right age for the most part. But I got over that pretty quickly because I think the casting in Game of Thrones is actually quite good, other than the... the age problem. I'm also really excited to see the costumes that they create for the show. I actually think I might be most excited to see the costumes that they create for the show because costume design in in the last decade or so has just really outdone itself. Um, there have been some fantastic costuming design on shows like Game of Thrones and some pictures that I've seen from Outlander. Um, and, you know, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and things like that. If we can get Michelle Clapton from Game of Thrones, who did the costumes for the first five seasons, that would be fantastic. Because she is such a fan, she has such a fantastic vision when it comes to fantasy world. I'm also, in that same vein, really excited to see some Wheel of Time's cosplay, because I kind of want to get on, on that myself. I would love to see people, you know, running around looking like Aes Sedai and things like that. Seeing the settings and the cities and the countries and things like that are also really exciting. I'm very intrigued to see how they do some of the locations that we have in the books. 
some of them, of course, uh, are going to be easy, like the Waste. It's just a desert. But there are these grand cities like Tarvalon that I would love to see fleshed out, I guess. And a lot of people are actually concerned about them being able to pull off all of the different countries and landscapes and things in the books. But I'm really not concerned about that because of Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and places that have that many settings and those unique kind of settings that have already come out that looked great. You know, I have no, I have no concern about them nailing the settings. One thing that I am really concerned about, though, is um, the Aes Sedai channeling and just the magic in general. So whenever the Aes Sedai channel, they can see each other channeling. Um, so they can see the glow of Sidar around other Aes Sedai. And I'm wondering how they're going to pull that off without making it too cheesy. Because it has to be, you know, it has to be an obvious glow. And we have to be able to see it because we have to know that a woman is channeling. But I don't want it to be something out of, like, um, Star Trek, the original series, or something like that. And, you know, whenever they're weaving their flows of airs to, like, trap somebody or something like that. I want to be able to see the actual air flows, not just have to picture that they're there, because I already have to do that when I read the book. If this is going to be a show, I want to see the stuff happen. So um, I'm a little bit nervous about those things, but I'm also optimistic that they can be done well. As long as the people behind the show do justice to this incredible world that Robert Jordan has created, I think it'll be a fantastic show, and I'm really excited to see it. So far from Rafe Judkins, we've actually got a couple things. Not very many, but we've gotten a small snippet of script on his Twitter. It's uh, from an episode called Leave Taking, which I'm guessing is, if not the first, then one of the first episodes. And um, he posted a picture of him working on the script on his laptop, and then he also posted a picture of um, the script on a table, you know, like a huge stack of papers that I guess is supposed to be a script or um, some information about the show. So they, we ha every day we have more evidence that this is actually coming to life, that this is actually going to be a show that we'll be able to watch in a couple years, hopefully. Um, Judkins also did a question and answer on his Twitter. I wanted to go through and look at some of the question and answer responses, but I got three tweets in and I got a huge spoiler. Eh, okay, it wasn't a huge spoiler, but it was something that I didn't know was going to happen that now I do know is going to happen. So I didn't get any highlights. And if you aren't all the way finished with the books, then I would just avoid it. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, but, you know, this series is a long time coming. It's something that we've all been wanting to happen. And, I mean, I know I've only read, I've only started reading the books a, a year ago. But ever since I picked it up, I've wanted to see a great TV show come out of it. So, I'm hoping that they don't mess it up. I also hope that I'm done with the books before it comes out, but I think I will be. Okay, guys. Um, well, in the next episode, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at The Eye of the World, the first book in the Wheel of Time series. But until then, I hope you're all doing well, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>